Thanks for listening. Join us now for Perry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. About, oh, about a year and a half ago, I had foot surgery on my left foot. Yes. I had injured it two summers ago in August, actually. Yeah, it was exactly two years ago. But I had to have the surgery about a year and a half ago, and they made two incisions. One was right on the top of my foot. That was about three inches long. And then another incision along the inside of my foot from like my big toe down to, you know, to the midsection of my foot. And so the surgery was completely contained to just my foot. But I had to be in a boot for three months. I couldn't walk for two months. So I was on a knee scooter. So I lost all kinds of flexibility in my ankle from not moving it for that whole time period. Mm -hmm. And my calf muscle, it was unbelievable when they measured my calf, calf muscle at the end of it all, just how small my left leg had gotten compared to my right leg. But the surgery was just on my foot. But then... When I got to time for me to start working out again and I had, you know, the ability to do so on my foot, I couldn't believe how out of breath I was. So even though the surgery was just on my foot, my whole body was impacted by this surgery. And in the same way that my whole body was impacted to just this specific part of my body or, you know, foot surgery led to the whole body feeling impacted um, spiritually, we are, we are these whole beings. We're spiritual, we're physical, and we're emotional, and they all impact one another. For example, if I'm physically tired, I try not to make any critical decisions when I'm really tired. Actually, I have no business having any conversation when I'm really tired. I should just find a hole to crawl into, but I'm, this is a little bit fresh because I, I was really tired yesterday. And I sinned in my tiredness and I just woke up this morning. That was the first thing on my mind, right? Mm. It was just, dang it, mm. I failed, you know? And I know it was just the exhaustion of keeping a really hectic schedule and not getting enough sleep and alongside, you know, emotional things going on. That was just, I was exhausted. And so being physically tired can impact relationships. It can impact us spiritually, as I just confessed. I know Ian Crone, he's an author. I can't think of the name of his book right now, um, right off the top of my head. But anyway, he was being interviewed in a podcast and he said when he feels out of sorts, if he feels angry or if he feels frustrated or if he feels sad or anxious or just like his joy tank is kind of running low, he asks himself a few questions to just kind of get an understanding of where he's at. And the first one is, are you getting enough sleep? He doesn't even try to process what he's feeling until he's well rested. And then he asks himself, are you eating well? You know, when we feel crummy, we feel crummy when we eat crummy and that is going to impact us. We're dehydrated. You know, are you working out? It's, it's important for us to move and to physically be active. All these things are connected. Yeah. I know that working out is so important for my mental health, my emotional health, my spiritual health for that matter. That may sound strange, but it just, it does. And I know that when I come home, I'm really tired a lot of times. I don't feel like working out, mm -hmm. but I do it anyway. And it gives me my second wind. It gives me the energy, you know, the endorphins kick in and I'm able to think better and, and then I can rest in the evening better. So it's just, you got to push through even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you really do. But all of these things, they're so connected one to another. So we're having a conversation this week about wellness. And we spent a lot of time yesterday talking about mental wellness and well-being. And we're going to, we have the chance to speak with a a doctor tomorrow. We're going to talk about physical well-being. We're going to talk about spiritual well-being as we we chat with a pastor tomorrow as well. But all of these things are so integrated. I think we like to think in life that each one is a silo. You know, I can do what I want in this area and and it just impacts this area. Like what I eat only impacts my physical being instead of understanding how we're impacted across the board. I mean, simple things like alcohol are make it really clear that what we eat physically impacts or take in physically impacts us spiritually and impacts relationships. They are all so integrated. And that's why we're having the conversation this morning. And it's as a reminder to just pay attention to each area of life and steward them well. And I'm just curious this morning, what area of life do you struggle to steward well? What is the the specific area that you need to be more intentional about taking care of yourself? Is it in your physical health, your emotional health, your mental health, or did I say spiritual already? You didn't. Okay. Or your spiritual health. Yeah. So here's the deal. Maybe you're struggling with some kind of physical ailment right now, or maybe just hurting emotionally, maybe something in your thoughts just overtaking you, maybe you're struggling in your walk with Jesus, hey, we would love to pray with you. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the easiest way to connect with us is by texting 800-968-8930, 800-968-8930. We're in this thing together. You know, just full disclosure, I'm feeling tired right now. Shauna's feeling tired. We had unity last week, long hours, and you can pray for us, but we would love to pray for you. 800-968-8930. We are in this together. When I was 18 and filled with the shame of a legion of sins from my youth, Jesus revealed his love to me. He showed me that I belonged to him, that I was forgiven. And he did this by removing the pain of an excruciating ankle injury. He cleansed my heart and he healed my body. He made me well. Being saved by Jesus is more than a ticket to heaven. It's being made completely whole in your spirit, in your soul, in your mind, in your body, in your relationships, in every way we need wholeness. So Jesus is in Capernaum. Early in his ministry, Jairus, the synagogue ruler, comes to him in a panic, falls at Jesus' feet, and begs him to come heal his daughter who's near death. The crowds are pressing as he makes his way to Jairus' house. On the way, a woman who's been suffering from chronic bleeding for 12 years is pushing her way through the crowd toward Jesus. She spent everything to get better, but she's worse. Her bleeding makes her ritually unclean, so she lives a lonely life outside the community filled with shame about her uncleanness. She had heard about Jesus' power, and so that's why she's pressing into Jesus. She's thinking, if I can just touch him, I'll be healed. She's right behind Jesus. She reaches out. She touches him. Instantly, the text says, the flow of blood stops. She knows she's healed. Jesus realizes that power has gone out from him and says above the noise of the crowd, 
who touched my garments? Now, this is crazy because everybody's pressing in against him. The woman comes trembling and falls before Jesus, thinking perhaps I'm going to be shamed again. Instead, Jesus looks at her, daughter, you know, just the most intimate term and phrase, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace, healed of your disease. This phrase, made well, is sozo in the Greek. It's what the disciples cry out in a storm on the Sea of Galilee with Jesus sleeping in the boat. Lord, save us, sozo us, we're going to drown. It's what Peter cries out when he starts sinking after walking on the water toward Jesus. Save me, Jesus, sozo me, Jesus. It's what Jesus says when he heals the blind beggar. Your faith has made you well, has sozoed you. Mm -hmm. But it's also what Jesus says to the Pharisee Nicodemus when he comes to Jesus at night. Nicodemus, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that you might be saved, that you might be sozoed, saved from everlasting judgment and given eternal life. So this is a beautiful word. Yeah. With lots of nuances. Yeah, and sozo, it's not just a, a physical healing. It's a complete, whole, total mm-hmm. healing. Yeah, yeah. When Jesus says to this woman, your faith has made you well, he's saying, I've removed your uncleanness. I've taken away your isolation. I've taken away your shame. I've mm-hmm. rescued you from dying. I've healed your disease. I've forgiven you. You're part of my family. Yeah. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, Mm. I have made you well. Yeah. I have given you eternal life, he's saying to her as well. Being made well by Jesus, being saved, sozoed by Jesus is all these things. And where being saved is headed is living in an indestructible, resurrected body in the new heavens and the new earth, this is where our salvation is taking us. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus makes us well, something of our future resurrection comes crashing into the present. If you have faith in Jesus, you have been made well. You are being made well. And though we can't see it yet, and though we still stumble and fall and fail and we're ragamuffins and we're burnt out and we're, you know, messing up sometimes and we still get sick and all, one day we will be completely made well. Salvation, your salvation is not just a ticket to heaven. It certainly is that, but our salvation is so much more. The Lord is making us well in our spirit, in our soul, in our mind, in our body. I think of what the Lord has done in my mind as he's renewed my thoughts over the year and has, you know, healed healed my brain in many ways as I've struggled with depression off and on. And a lot of it comes with not thinking straight, you know, believing lies. And I've learned how to tell myself the truth. And, and the Lord has done this work in my mind, you know, so it's more than just a ticket to heaven. You know, we need to, we get to experience some of heaven on earth. Salvation is experiencing heaven on earth and forgiveness of sins is right at the top of the list, but it's more.
as I just mentioned. So anyway, Psalm 103, verse 1, gets at this and goes through verse 5. Praise the Lord, my soul. The psalmist is speaking to himself. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Not just one benefit. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. All of this Mm -hmm. is salvation. Yes, he forgives our sins, but these other things as well. I love the line that he crowns you with love and compassion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think that means? I've actually looked into this and it can either mean that the Lord surrounds us, you know, surrounds Mm -hmm. us with love and compassion so that every way we look, we're surrounded by his love and compassion, or it could have a a kingly image of being crowned, mm-hmm. a crown put on your head of God's favor, his favor, his love and compassion, you know, that the crown is a demonstration of God's favor on your life. Yeah, and him bestowing that to us, that we are receivers of his love and his compassion, but then also those who are expressions of his love and his compassion to the hurting world around us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the world can be unlovable. Mm-hmm. And yet we are, you know, we are the ones to, because we've received it from him to be expressions of love and compassion in unlikely places. Yeah. That's another benefit that we get to partner with God and let him pour his living water through us. Mm-hmm. That's another benefit. Now that's not forgiveness of sins. It's related to it. But I guess what we're getting at is that wellness, salvation, wholeness, is so many things. The Lord's benefits are so many. Yeah, they are. They really are. He 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 created us and so he understands better than we do ourselves how we are these whole beings, body, mm-hmm. mind, spirit, soul. It says he forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. And you're thinking, well, I'm sick right now. I have a lifelong affliction. I am suffering. Well, it doesn't mean you don't have enough faith. It just means that it's not yet. It's not yet. You know, you're going to have a resurrected body in the new heavens and the new earth, and you won't have any diseases. And every time God, you know, pours healing on somebody in this life, it's heaven coming to earth. So you're forgiven. You may still have some illnesses, But one day you're going to be completely well. The Lord has made us well. He's making us well. And he will make us well. Sorry, Sean. I think you wanted to say something. (laughs) Later. (laughs) So Sunday morning at my church, the message was about spiritual nourishment. And he used the text of John 4 to share this message. But in a nutshell, my own kind of summary of, I think what the message was about was that God gives us his spirit to empower us to do what he's called us to do so that we can become who he's called us to become. And in John 4, this is the conversation where Jesus is um, talking with a woman at the well and offers her eternal life. But before he has that conversation, he sends the disciples into town to get some food. 
And then they come back and they're like, Jesus, you need to eat something. And he's like, oh, I have food to eat. You know nothing about. And they're probably thinking, well, then why did you send us into town? (laughs) Why are you holding out on us? But he was talking about, this is what he was talking about. In verse 34, he says, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. So Jesus is talking about this spiritual nourishment, the reality of spiritual nourishment. And he, you know, the word of God is often referred to as the bread of life or our daily bread. And to use another analogy, I have a friend who says the source of power for every Christian can be summarized as power equals the Holy Spirit plus the word of God. I'll give that to you one more time. The source of power for all of us, for those who follow Jesus is power equals the Holy Spirit plus the word of God. And basically she says that our soul is this construction site and our spiritual life is the building. But the builder is God himself through the Holy Spirit. He's the bricklayer. He builds the house. The bricks consist of truth, truths, promises, and principles that we get from the word of God. God's word is the raw material and the Holy Spirit builds with the raw material. And going back to Jesus' words, you know, one of the bricks is obedience. Mm, Absolutely. Doing the will of God. And Jesus is saying, you know, even though I'm physically hungry, I'm full spiritually because I've just done the will of God. I've, I've stepped into something he asked me to, to, to bless and to show compassion and to show salvation to this woman. And that just fills me up. I don't know about you, Shauna, but there have been many times when I've, I've done something for the Lord and, and he really helped me and I knew it was of him. And I just have been so energized by that. Yeah, absolutely. And so we do need, we talk a lot about, you know, getting away, getting quiet, being in the word, and that's so important. And that definitely renews us and needs to be a part of our lives. But also being in the will of God and walking, stepping into the works that he's prepared in advance for us to do as well is life-giving and invigorating and builds us up and, and refreshes us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are a lot of types of bricks, I guess, lots of ways that we can, you know, hand the Holy Spirit, like the bricks to work with, to build the temple of God inside of us, a place where he wants to, you know, reside at a place that's appropriate for him. But as you mentioned, Perry, one of them is spending time in God's word and reading the Bible and just being still with him. And I have had a practice since I was 13 years old of just setting aside time where I stop my brain from all the activity of the day and thinking about what I need to accomplish and who emotionally, you know, needs my attention and how I can serve and all of those things. And I, I stop all that busyness in my head to just focus on God, you know, just literally have to quiet myself stop my brain from running a hundred miles an hour, sit in one place and focus on God. And we see this in Jesus. It's the both and, you know, he's saying doing the will of God, reaching out to this Samaritan woman fills me. But we also see, you know, in the gospels, it's saying many times Jesus withdrew to solitary places to be with his father. So it's both and. It is for sure both and. And there's probably a lot of different elements. I'd love to hear from you. The, you know, the bricks that are important 
you know, to you and that you're intentional about so that the Holy Spirit has material to work with to build the temple in you. But last week in the craziness of the week, I just felt like I was going a hundred miles an hour. Even when I did stop to focus my attention on the Lord, I just felt like I couldn't get my mind to stop racing. Like in many ways it felt like, okay, I need to do this Mm -hmm. and then I need to do that. And then I need to do that. And then I need to do that. It wasn't, um, relationally warm. Right. You know, I didn't feel like I was attentive and I really, really felt undernourished. Yeah. Well, you were going a hundred miles an hour, by the way. It was. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're very accurate in that. I found myself though, getting impatient and lacking the grace that I wanted to have in situations. You know what I mean? I was like, man, that's not who I want to be. That's not who I am. And so I, this reality of spiritual nourishment coming in a message on Sunday morning was so timely for me, having just been through a week where I felt like, yeah, yeah, what you're saying. I get that. I feel that real time. So for our overall wellness, it's so important that we are, that we get spiritually nourished. Mm -hmm. When it comes to being spiritually nourished and emotionally well, We need a regular diet of God's Word to nourish us. Thanks for listening to Barry and Shauna Replay. To learn more, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.